Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International.
Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, shall we rise to our feet? Put your hands together. Let us welcome Bishop Eddie Faber. Sunday morning we pray that the Lord should give us a good weather and he has given us a good weather I think it's a good place to put your hands together hallelujah and I must say that I am really excited about your attendance today and the timing yes I think you should put your hands together you know some people don't know what it means yeah hallelujah because many times by the time i stand here to preach we're just about halfway and it fills up as the service goes on but as i'm about to preach now the place is almost full hallelujah amen so god bless you let's keep it up it is possible yes we can hallelujah so we're going to do it amen all right, let's take our memory verse for today. Today's memory verse, dear. You can even close your eyes. This one is the Inele Koko type. Philippians 4.19. You know that that's where they got the 419 from. Because they believe that my God will supply my needs. So when they do the Akpa ways, God has supplied. What a shock. But Philippians 4.19, shall we all read it together? Ready, go. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Please take note, it is not all your needs. All your need. I hear a lot of people, even now I heard it from the choir, needs. Right, so let's take it one more time. Ready, go. 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 19. Okay, let's take it. Can you take it off the screen? Because the people said it's cuckoo, this one there. All right. Ready, go. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and just bless the Lord this morning. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. God has been good to us. Just bless him. Just bless him. Oh, Jesus, we enthrone you. We proclaim you as king. We proclaim you are standing here in the midst of us. Standing here in the midst of us. We raise you up with our praise. We raise you up with our praise. As we worship and as we worship. As we worship and as we worship your throne as we worship and as we worship your throne come on Jesus and take your and as we worship build your throne let's sing it as we worship and as we worship your as we worship and as we worship your Father, we thank you for this morning. Your word says that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst. Our prayer, Lord, this morning is that you will take your place, have your way. Come and speak to us. We are gathered here at your feet to hear your voice. May no one leave here the same this morning. May the sick be healed in the name of Jesus. May the ones that have no direction receive direction. And may the discouraged be encouraged. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. Amen. This morning, we're moving on with feeding 527. I hope we have the books. Um, everyone needs to have a copy of this book. If you don't have it, uh, it's just 10 Ghana cities. Just wave your hand and we can bring it to you. This one, we call it room service. Amen. So please try and get a copy. Choristers, do you have your copy? Can you wave it? Okay, okay. See, it's not just about dressing. 
you need to get the book as well. It's very important. So at the back, if you don't have it, ashes, please move to the back. I see many hands lifted there. Just make sure you get a copy. Let's all get it. This is a letter from our own father to us. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Paul said in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 27, which is what we are doing this season, we call it feeding 527. So anytime you hear feeding 527, what it means is that we are just about to teach from one of the books of our father, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. And um, yeah, you can clap if you want to. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Bible says, First Thessalonians 5, 27, says that I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Amen. So we are reading the epistle, the letter that has been written. So make sure that you have yours. Well, last week we started talking about Lycos. Somebody say Lycos. Lycos, what does it mean? Lycos means what? A layman, a commonplace man, an everyday person, an ordinary man, a regular person, a usual person, an average person, an unskilled person, an licensed person, uncertified person, not an expert, not skilled, bereft of gifts and skills. That is an ordinary man. That is a lycos. And what we are saying is that the lycos can also do the work. Ordinary people, just ordinary people can also do the work. Hallelujah. Just ordinary people. Sing for me, my sister. Just ordinary people can do the work. Tell somebody, ordinary people can do the work of God. Hallelujah. Sing it. Just ordinary people. Yes. I'm so glad God uses ordinary people he uses people like you and me who are willing to do as he commands oh god uses people who are willing to give their all come on it doesn't matter to you because a little becomes much when you place it when you place it in the master's hand oh sing it just ordinary people come on oh just ordinary people I'm so glad Ordinary people, he uses people who are willing to do as he commands. Oh, yeah, 
Hallelujah. Just ordinary people. Hallelujah. Common people can be used by God. He said that your what seems little to you, isn't it? God can use it to do great things. Amen. Today we just want to continue. We have just about 15 minutes. So I want you to move with me to chapter 2 of the book Lycos. Chapter 2, what happens when there are no laymen and volunteers? <laughs> or what happens when there are no Lycos? What a shock. Now, number one, it's just five points. If you do not allow volunteers to work, or if you do not allow Lycos to work in the ministry, you will kill the Christian principle of sacrifice in the church. Hallelujah. The key to Lycos is sacrifice. If you're going to do the work as a lay person, you must be ready to sacrifice. It is not possible if you're working somewhere, you're doing other things, you want to do the work of God, you're not prepared to sacrifice. It, it cannot work. So the key to being a Lycos is sacrifice. You know, sacrifice is a central theme of the Bible. Yeah. It runs through the whole Bible from beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation. Christianity was founded on sacrifice. Everything we do is sacrifice. Even the lay people in the Bible, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, these were all lay people. Abraham was a businessman. He was into wild business, cattle, other things. He was very rich. He was a rich man. Yeah. But Bible says that he sacrificed. Because if you're going to do the lay work, if you're going to serve God in addition to what you are doing, you must sacrifice. If you are not prepared to sacrifice, you are not prepared to be a lay person. The last week we were excited when we said ordinary people, usual people, normal people, commonplace people, everybody can be uh, a vessel that God can use. But today I'm showing you that the way that can be done is that you must be ready to sacrifice. It's amazing that the message of sacrifice in the church today has been hushed. And nobody wants to talk about it. So you find that when people have to do something extra, it's a problem. People come to church just for two hours. I mean, the whole week, if you're not able to come, at least Sunday, two hours. Even that one, you will see that some people will come quarter to the end. Tell somebody 15 minutes to the end. Hey! You see, that's why today I was very excited when I saw the people who had come. I think you should put your hands together. Yes, we can. Yeah. Amen. But sacrifice that you go a little extra stretch a little add Wednesday 
to your church attendance, if you can just add just a little, decide that, okay, this Wednesday, I will close early from my work. Just a little. Just a little. Sunday, I will try not to rush home. I'll, I'll just be around just a little bit more to see what else I can do. Am I speaking to somebody at all? But you find people, as soon as we close, when we are sharing the grace, it's like runners on your marks. It's like, it's like, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, fellowship, contribution, participation, miracles, hey, sweet influences of the Holy Spirit, you are the car park. Be with you now and forevermore. See you next Sunday at quarter to the end. As the next person, if fine or you know fine. You know fine. You know fine. If you're going to do the lay ministry, sacrifice small. Do you know how the early church in Ghana came into being? People who were prepared to sacrifice. To go a little further, do something more. Missionaries that came from Switzerland, they came to Ghana, brought in the presby, whatever, and so many things. They came here to work. They came with the skills that they had, something they could do. So they were doing that alongside doing the work of God. And that's how come today we have the Presbyterian Church in Ghana. And we have other churches, sacrifice. Yeah, they died here. When you go to the U.S., our church in the U.S., we don't have that many people that are in the full-time ministry. Just about three. Oh, yeah. The whole church, but there's a big church in the U.S. We have so many branches in the U.S. All of them are lay people. Sacrifice. They drive. Hey! America, you don't just move from one place to another. They drive. I tell you, when they want to go for PFI, we have something called PFI, Pastors Fellowship and Interaction. You know, we meet and just, just share fellowship and be happy. You know, you have to move. You say you are going to somebody's house to have the PFI. It's like a three-hour journey. Oh, yeah. I remember one time I was talking to one of the pastors there. He was telling me how uh, the first lady's father came there. He said he also wants to go for the PFI. So he said, okay, he should come so that they go. He sat in the car, they were driving. They drove for a long time, about two hours. They were not getting to the place. At a point, he said, Meba, Meba, I be the banana yekiti. He said, what food, what food are we going to eat? That two hours, we are still not getting to the place. He said, Meba, you ain't too it's been quiet. Let's buy some food here and go back. Hey! But that's how the place... And the people are sacrificing. They travel. They drive. Oh! So, if we take sacrifice out of the church, we are killing something. Rejoiner met with Paul in a vision when he went to heaven. Paul said to him that the church has become a phantom of what it used to be. Because the church was founded on sacrifice. But today when you mention sacrifice, when we have service, people are looking at their watch. When are we closing? We have to close. Nobody wants to just do something extra. 
But whatever you see happening is because some people sacrificed. That is why it is happening. Yeah. Paul said it in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And I like this one. Which is your reasonable service. Something reasonable. It is reasonable for you to just be around small. It is reasonable for you to just fast small. It is reasonable. It's not, God is not asking for too much. Just something small. Sunday evening, you want to go and watch uh, that thing. What do they call it? Kumbaja. Kumbaja. And because of that, you see people running away. They want to go and watch omnibus. This type of demonic things. Oh, 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 you don't like my preaching. I'll say it. Give up something. A little bit of your job. A little bit of something. You want to spend time with the family. Listen, we all want to spend time with our families. Oh, yeah, I tell you. When I stay here, I live here Sundays. 12 midnight, 1, yeah. It's not that I don't have a family. I do. I would love to go for lunch with my family. Go and have some omutu and um, <laughs> granola soup with some uh, nane. You people, ordinary people, you like nane and... Uh, Just a little sacrifice. Just so that something can go on. And everybody can do it. It is possible. Your job, you can sacrifice a little time. You can. Your business. Some of us, your business is your own business. You can decide that today I'm not going to work. Or I'll close early. You can do it. It's possible. Many times to sacrifice. So if we take out this thing of the lay ministry, we are taking out something. Very vital. And the lay ministry, we've all been there before. Oh, yeah. I've been there before. I used to work somewhere. They will, will be sitting down when we close. 7, 7, 38, we are there. I said, Charlie, I'm a pastor. I have to go. So I will do everything I have to do because I don't know what else I have to do. 5 o'clock, I'm ready to leave. Yeah. Hmm. I see that people are around. I don't know what they are doing. One day, my boss, I said, I said, if he comes to ask me, why do I leave? Because I decided to stay to see what people are doing. And I realized we were playing solitaire. Do you know solitaire? It's a game on the computer. When I saw it, I said, eh, these people are wasting electricity. They are wasting uh, the AC, the, the light, everything. I said, if my boss comes to I'll tell him that. Uh, the people in the office, they are not doing anything. They are, they are wasting his money. He better close us at five so that we go. But he never asked me. Because I also did whatever I had to do. Yeah. You don't also just run away. You, know? you have to use wisdom. Wisdom and sacrifice. They go together. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. Look at it. Wow. If any man wants to come after me, I will receive him 
In peace to my rest. Only you know that any man who holds the plow and looks back isn't fit for my kingdom. Take up your cross and follow me. So take up your cross, follow me. Wow, you have to sing it. Deny yourself, follow me. Take up your cross. If you wanna be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross, follow me. Deny yourself, follow me. Take up your cross. If you wanna be my disciple, that is it. Bishop says here that the symbol of Christianity is the cross. The cross speaks of suffering and dying. God spoke to Abraham and asked him to give up his most treasured possession, his son. Don't listen to anyone who tells you that the day of suffering and sacrifice, losing and dying is over. Because the day of suffering, sacrificing, losing and dying has come. It has now come. Oh, I thought you would put your hands together. It has now come. Amen. You see, it is so bad that even the people in the world, they know that we will not want to sacrifice. One time, Nehemiah was building the wall. Sambalat and Tobiah, they came, they were laughing at them. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 2, they asked the question. They said, would these people sacrifice? If these people are going to sacrifice, the work will be done. But even the world can see that the church doesn't want to sacrifice. It's sad. But we need to make up our mind that if we're going to do the lay work, we have to sacrifice. Sacrifice is in different levels for different people. We are all not having the same thing. Sometimes you may look at somebody and think that the person is sacrificing more than you are. There's nothing like that personally. I don't think so. No, because depending on what you are doing and depending on what you are giving up, you may be sacrificing more than I'm sacrificing. You may look at me and say, oh, he's into full-time ministry. But maybe what you have to give up to be able to do the work of God is even far greater than what I've given up. Yeah. That is why you should not despise what you also have to sacrifice. Because that one too is very special in the sight of God. Very special. It's not everybody who's been called like that man who Jesus met in Mark chapter 10. And said to him that, the guy, he asked him, the guy, he himself brought himself, he said, what can I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, oh, do this, do that. He said, I've done everything from my youth. Then Jesus said, okay, go and sell. Me, nobody has told me to go and sell everything. I don't know whether I'll be able to do it. <laughs> go and sell everything you have and come. And the Bible said, the man went away very sad. Because... The thing he had to sacrifice was great. Hey. As the next person, can you sell everything you have and come? Yeah, so we are all calling to different things. So whatever you have been called to sacrifice, may you sacrifice it in the name of Jesus so that you can do the ministry work. Number two, if you do not allow laymen to work in the ministry, you will remove the opportunity for people to demonstrate faithfulness. The lay ministry, the Lycos, 
is the opportunity for you to also do something. Faithfulness is the principal qualification for every believer. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says that, but it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Can God find you faithful? How can he find you faithful? You must be doing something in the house of God. In Luke chapter 19, verse 17, the Bible says that Jesus said, because you have been faithful in very little, I like that phrase, very little. It's not much. God is not looking for you to do much. He said, do something small. You have been faithful in very little. Tell somebody what God is expecting you to be faithful in is something little. Something little. Hallelujah. When you go back to Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, Jesus gives us three areas where we must be faithful in. First of all, he said, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. These are things that God is expecting to see with you. So one area you must be faithful in is something little, least. Tell somebody least. Something little that you can also be faithful in. What are some of the little things we can be faithful in? Tithe. Hmm, is it little? Offering. Quiet time. What else? Witnessing. Something little, not much. Be faithful in that. Then he gives you the second area you must be faithful in. He said, and he that is unjust is the least in, is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. So that's the second area you must be faithful in. In the unrighteous mammon. God calls money unrighteous mammon. If you can't pay your tithe, you are failing as a lycos. <laughs> or offering. Or in handling money that is for the church. There are people, they promise, they say they will give a, a what do you call it? Um, pledge. But the envelope has been in your Bible for two years now. Now you have used it for a bookmarker. This message. Then he said, the third area you must be faithful in, you have to be faithful in that which is another man's own. So be faithful in something which is not your own. Then in all these areas, when you are faithful, you are promoted. When you are faithful in least, you get much. When you are faithful in unrighteous mammon, more money will be given to you to handle. When you are faithful in that which is another man's own, you too, you will have your own. I've been there in this church where I've been sitting down here just like you are sitting down, shouting amen, preach on, doing this thing. Every Sunday for years, I've been sitting down, yes. Yes, yes, shouting amen. One day I was there, Bishop Dark said, now it is your turn. You two come and stand there. Every Sunday is your turn to also preach. I came to speak to somebody here. 
as you are faithful in little, as you are faithful in your righteous mammon, as you are faithful in that which is another man's, may God give you your own. May God promote you. May God lift you up. If you believe it, shout yes. How can you get there? Like us. That you also have something little to do. Talk to some people. Counsel somebody. Join a prayer ministry. Something little. It gives you, even in the world, before they employ you, they want to know whether you have done something before. Work experience. When you are faithful in little, you'll be given much. We cannot handle, give you things to handle when you haven't been, we haven't seen you prove yourself faithful in something. So the light coast gives you, and listen, not everybody will be able to come and stand here and preach. No, only one person must preach. Look at everybody here. If you all want to come and stand here before you show yourself faithful, then it will never happen. But under some tree, when you are having the Basel meeting, it's an opportunity to prove yourself faithful in that area and whilst you are under the tree preaching one of these days you receive an international invitation to come and preach somewhere i don't know whether i'm speaking to somebody the people at the back are you here at all or why don't you give the lord a shh hey if somebody is not faithful as a lay person how will he be faithful when he becomes full-time that's what bishop is saying Many people do not do well in full-time ministry because they did not do well as lay people. And we even see it in the church today. People come because they have never worked in the lay this thing before. They don't know how to work as a full-time. Yeah. But we are used to it. We work. We wake up early. Go to work. Come. Move. Hey. So we are used to it. But if you can't do it, you are not faithful in that. You cannot be faithful when we give you. No. Prove yourself faithful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number three, let's close. If you do not allow lay people to work in the ministry, you will employ people to do jobs that do not occupy them fully. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not necessary to to have a full-time minister. Yeah, there are some churches, they employ full-time people. You wonder why they have employed them. Because there are just 30 people in the church. So the 30 people they are offering is struggling to take care of these people. It doesn't work. Yeah, recently somebody was telling me he went to a program somewhere the church, they were waiting for the offering. As soon as they finished the service, they took the offering and they started sharing the money right there. Hey! we can get people to come and do it. You can't do everything. Somebody will play the drum. Somebody will do this. Somebody will play keyboard. Everybody, and we are just flowing. It is working. The church is working. It is working. It must be that we, we really need to have a full-time person. Then we have it. Because if we don't take care, we'll be employing a whole lot of people who will come and sit down and be watching. Uh, what's that thing again? Kumbaja. Instead of doing the work of God, because there's nothing to do. He has visited all the people he must visit. There's nothing else to do. He's just there. What else should he do? He will watch Kumbaja. 
you don't like my message, you see. Some pastors become idle and lazy as they wait for Sunday when they can deliver their next sermon. Ah. <laughs> Here we work. Oh. If you are in this church and you don't find something to do, then it means that Charlie, you are, there is work to be done. You know, by the time you reach your house, you see that you are tired. If when you come to church, you don't feel tired when you come to church, then you are still not in the latest thing yet. But as soon as you enter the church, then you are tired. See that, yes. You are doing work. <laughs> wow. I don't think I want to say more. But let me just, number four. If you do not allow volunteers to work in the ministry, everything done in the church will be related to money. Yeah. Everything, church has become business. People want to get money from the church. Yes, my share, 10%. And that was Judas for you. Judas was in the church hoping to get money. He liked money. And it's money that made him be free, Jesus. Because one time when the, the, the woman with the alabaster box, Matthew 26, she came to pour the thing. When you read the Matthew version, it says that the disciples, they were not happy, whatever. But when you read the John version, John says that it was Judas. Who was not happy about the way the woman was saying, ah, but this money we can use it for something. What, what is she doing? And the Bible says he said that not because he cared for the poor. He said it because he wanted, he was holding the bag. So I don't know what he was doing with the bag, but I'm sure sometimes he takes some of the money from the offering. Being unfaithful in unrighteous mammon. Straight away, we can see. We cannot commit a lot of things to you. Hey. That is why he saw Jesus. Verse 14. Bible says that as soon as they finished, Matthew 26. Matthew 26, verse 14. As soon as the woman finished pouring the thing, they were complaining and all that. Bible says he got up. Matthew 26, 14. Judas is carried out. He went to the chief priests. And look at the question he asked them. Verse 15. He said, what will you give me? That's the question people are asking when they come to church. When I play the keyboard, what will you give me? When I play drums, what will you give me? When I come and dance, dancing in the church, we should give you money. There's something wrong with you. We are not going to give you any money. Rise up and do something for God. Your own dancing that you are happy about. He can do it for you. He can do it for me. Now, which you are enjoying, we should pay you for dancing. Why? Sport and come and stand at the door. When people are coming, you say, You're welcome. You're welcome. Even that one, you get a beloved out of it. We should pay you for doing that one. We are not going to pay you. Listen, don't be a Judas. Tell somebody, don't be a Judas. What will you give me as I come and stand there and I pose? Hello, hello. When I go for visitation, will you give me money for transport? Ah. You took something small. The salvation that God has saved you. If God says he's collecting money for the blood of Jesus, 
Will you be able to pay? But God said something small. Tell somebody something small. No coffee. Like us. Something small. Come and sing in a reggae choir. Come on. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. Jesus is the winner. Some of you, when you were in the world, you were dancing at the disco. Was somebody paying you for dancing at the disco? Now you have come to do reggae choir. When I sing, what will you give me? We are not giving you anything. May you rise up and be a Lycos. I said, may you rise up and be a Lycos and do something for God. Shout yes. Not be giving money for everything, so the Lycos gives you an opportunity to do something. Yeah, please never ever do the work of God for money. I'm telling you something. Yes, yes, you can work at MTN for money, you can work at uh, Royal Bank and uh, Sahel something. And Tigo and SSB Society for money. But never work for God for money. Oh, I don't know. You don't like it. I'm telling you. God will give you more than money. God will give you more than you can carry. says that when we arrive in heaven even a glass of water that you give you'll be rewarded for it oh I want that reward that is better than this type of small money they'll give me 30 pieces of silver oh Judas oh Judas what is left of you shake the next person and say oh Judas what is left of you tell him I will not be a Judas I'm doing full time and sometimes there's the need to employ people for full time but as I work I don't even look forward to the money I'm just happy doing the work yeah it's one of the testimonies I've been sharing that I don't remember the last time I took money out of my salary oh yeah You, you will not believe it but everything I'm wearing, somebody bought it for me. From top to toe. Like somebody said, from head to foot. Eh? There is not everything. Every day, somebody will put some envelope in my pocket. I buy something. Oh, me now, what am I going to eat? I don't even eat much. Do it for God. God will bless you. Don't look for the money. Give it to God. As you do it for God. I see God promoting you. I see people who are doing it for the love of God. You are doing it because God has called you. And as you do it, may God remember you.
bless you. Hey, stand to your feet. We have to close. Ah, hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Begin to talk to God right now. Ask God. Tell the Lord, I got it all wrong. I need to make some sacrifices. I need to give my all. I need to do something without collecting money for it. Oh, Bible says that how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom. Don't let your riches stop you. Decide that you will sacrifice something. You will give up something. Pray that God will use you. That you will be faithful. There will be something you can be faithful in. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. The last thing is that you will be have the opportunity to be obedient in something. Pray that you also have the opportunity to be obedient in the name of Jesus. Pray to God. Pray to God. Lord, help me to serve with all my heart. Help me to serve with everything that I have in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way in my life. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Take my life and let it be. Take my life and let it be. Oh, consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. My moments. Second verse says, Save my hands and let them at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Yes. The next verse. Take my voice. Yes. That must be what you can also do. As a light Yes. from me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One more. Next voice. Next. Yes. Yes. Not a might. Not a might. I give it all to you.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not saved. You're not born again. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you wherever you are. God bless you. I like the way your hand just shot up. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. At the back there, I see your hands. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat and come to me. Come. Come. Clap for them as they come. Yes. Take my life and let it be. Clap for them. God bless you. God bless you. Come all the way. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Hallelujah. Keep coming. God bless you. God bless you. Come, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. We're going to pray together. Just lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. As I pray with you, say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Taking a very important decision. Jesus is in your heart right now. You are born again. Amen. See, a pastor waving his hand is going to talk to you and give you one of the books of the presiding bishop of this church. It's going to help you to walk with God. Okay. God bless you. Please go this way. All right. God bless you. Clap for them as they go. Hallelujah. Oh, is it not exciting? Thank you, Lord. Ordinary people doing great things for God. God bless you. Please be seated.